0: Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. My name is Kai Hoffman. I'm the CEO of the SOAR Financial Group. This is SF Live, episode number 52. It's McLeod week. Uh, First couple of episodes this week are with uh, Bruce McLeod, the president and CEO of Sabina uh, Sabina Gold and Silver. Tomorrow, I got his cousin on, uh, Rob McLeod, with Heatherdale Resources. But before we get started today with Bruce, and we're going to talk about Sabina Gold and Silver in detail... Please use hashtag AskSBB. that's the company's ticker, for your questions during our live stream. we already got a couple questions in that we will get to during this live chat with Bruce. Also, make sure to follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram. Hit the alert button, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified when we go live. Let me now switch over to Mr. Bruce McLeod. He's the president and CEO of Sabina Golden silver Bruce, thanks for joining us this morning. How are you?
1: Great, thank you.
0: It's glad you can make it. And I see you're in the office and everything seems to be going well. We're both here in Vancouver. Uh, life seems to be normal. Uh, I had a call with somebody in Toronto this morning as well. He said it's like a ghost town out there. How, how are things for you and how are things for Sabina?
1: Well, for me, I you know, it, it, it's been good. Uh, we have certainly had some things that we've had to a- adapt to under COVID. And, uh, you know, we're just opening up uh, the office again. Um, getting ready to open up camp in the first week of July, and uh, you know, getting back to the new normal. It's uh,
0: new norm is a good good question. There or a good point, and we all don't know what it really looks like. But but you guys put in a very strict uh, rules and regulations at, at Back River. Um, let, let's talk about those. How are those impacting your timelines, and also like what have you done?
1: Well, it certainly impacted our timelines. Um, we were getting ready to drill in uh, in early March. And it was very apparent to us that um, you know, a lot of our staff were, you know, worried about uh, a COVID uh, transmission. What happens if it got into camp? we were bringing people in uh, on a on a spring startup from uh, across the country, and we were we were worried that you know we could be the proverbial cruise ship and uh, and, uh, you know, in in in, uh, in camps uh, where they're especially in the winter where most, you know, everybody's inside, even though it's a spring drill program, is, uh, uh, you know, it, it would go through very quickly. Um, we we uh, It was obvious that a lot of our people were not thinking about the, the job at hand, the task at hand. They were more concerned about their own uh, welfare and their families. So we made the decision to uh, defer that spring drilling program after we uh, finished our mobilization of our, of all our equipment we needed. And that is happening now in the first week of July. So we instituted a work from home, uh, um, uh, schedule and it gave us the opportunity to do a a bunch of things that uh, we haven't, uh, had time to do when you're, when you're busy on site. And that's, um, you know, looking at our, what we'll call it, our, our advocacy model is, uh, And that is, you know, once we infill uh, the uh, the uh, the new discoveries, uh, where are we going to be uh, in terms of project economics? Um, You know, rebuilt the data room, uh, you know, looking at uh, 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 and purchasing ERP and mine development software, a lot of those things that uh, that, uh, you know, take some time and and an effort from from all the departments. So, you know, we have been busy, but it's uh, I'm glad to say that uh, we're now getting ready to mobilize back to uh, site and start uh, the drills turning and uh, uh, drilling and blasting and and, uh, and uh, starting some of the uh, early construction.
0: Fantastic. And uh, you are one of the last ones actually to ramp up, it seems like. and I've been reading all week or all last week and the week before companies are ramping up. But let's talk about your exploration program in a moment because you, you've been quite active. Um, on on other fronts as well you raised 61 million dollars or yeah 61 million dollars um we're going to talk about that financing because it's something that we haven't really seen too often because you raised four different types of money um during that financing and uh, maybe we'll dive into that detail a little more i'm personally super interested like what's super charity flow through
1: well, a charity just means you're running it through a, 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 a charity um, in order for they take the tax benefit. The end buyers actually um, that hold the equity uh, they ended up buying it from the charity uh, at two dollars a share, but we're able to sell some of that uh, certainly over two forty. So we're able to certainly issue equity at a at a at a, at a premium, um, and the difference between you know your normal flow through. Uh, super uh, flow through is really what is the uh, the purpose of that work, um, and uh, some of those that have METSI or mineral exploration tax credit um, get a higher um, uh, uh, premium on the flow through because there's a, a larger write off to those uh, those pass through investors. So what happens on the charity side for us is is we don't let the charities decide who ends up with the uh, with the equity. Um, we, we uh, are involved in that. And so it really is just a pass through on that charitable equity to, uh, um, uh, to our, uh, our long term shareholders.
0: That's fantastic. And you, as I said, you raised $61 million, but some of it was a $2, some of it was a 240 268 and 290 So massive premiums. And your stock, as, as of today, because of the 1760 gold price, we're trading at about $80. And um, uh-huh. one thing I mentioned to you before we started recording or going live here. Your, your stock hasn't really recovered back to post-COVID levels. Is it because your exploration has been on hold until now?
1: Well, I think a lot of it is uh, until we can actually get uh, uh, back on the ground and we can give some guidance to uh, you know timing and programs. I think people are waiting for that. And, uh, and that'll uh, be happening again in the, in the next uh, uh, 10 days. Fantastic.
0: Let's talk about how you're planning to spend the $61 million dollars. Um, you, you, you get studies, resource studies, and reserve estimates from 2014, 2015, respectively. Is that the main goal to bring them up to now uh, 2020 standards?
1: Well, you know they're, they're up to, to 20. They're up to standard. It's just uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, is 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 bringing them uh, in those additional ounces. Um, I think we've been pretty clear. Is if you look on, I think it's on page 20 in our corporate presentation. We talk about infill drilling, which we require to do a new resource. Um, we require uh, uh, if we're going to bring the three new discoveries that we've made to a resource which can't be used in a, in a feasibility or pre-feasibility about 22,000 or sorry 32,000 meters of drilling uh, and that's about 20 million dollars. If we want to infill to bring it to uh, a reserve so we can use it in a feasibility or pre-feasibility is about 48 million dollars and that's about 81,000 meters of drilling. So what we are are planning on doing is Taking these new discoveries to inferred in the in the first uh, uh, stage, and that would be uh, the Llama Deep, uh, the the Umwelt, uh, Navoyak uh, and Hook uh, deposits, of which um, a total of about one point two kilometers of additional strike um, that we have uh, that we have discovered, um, and we average if we look at um, uh, across the property, about one point four million ounces per kilometer strike so you know if that holds true going in the future I think it's a good indication of, of how much success we've had uh, at expiration it, it I think uh, by our calculation um, we're discovering ounces for uh, uh, for drilling at about ten dollars an ounce uh, which is uh, considering our high drilling cost where we are is very low in the industry oh, That's a great ratio yeah
0: 10 to one that's not bad at all so 80 million in cash. You're spending a lot on drilling. What else are you spending your money on? Any pre-development work?
1: Oh yeah, is is the drilling this year is probably going to be about ten million dollars in, in total. Um, the first thing we're doing on the pre-construction, and, and one of our challenges is is, is even post-COVID is uh, is 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 numbers of people we can have in camp. Um, in terms of you know uh, you know how large is our kitchen. All accommodation is single unit now, um, which restricts, um, you know, uh, some of our drillers tents were multiple uh, units uh, uh, and now are, are single. So it really restricts the number of people we have in camp. But the pre-construction civil work that's happening is the first thing we're doing is an strip extension. So we can bring in heavy lift uh, aircraft um, drilling, uh, uh, blasting to uh, extend our road to the portal site, um, which is uh, located proximal to the proposed plant location and uh, and additional roads, lay down areas, uh, equipment purchases, uh, completion of detailed engineering, which will be the basis for a, a new capital cost uh, estimate going forward. Um, so it's really moving forward the uh, uh, the engineering and a lot of the pre-construction symbols um, on top of, uh, of uh, uh, infield drilling. You, you mentioned a
0: new economic study coming out potentially. Um, a, do you have a timeline on that? B, what it would what would a, even a past feasibility study look like at current prices?
1: Well, you know, look, if we look at, uh, you know, uh, as you said, 1750, well, it, our functional currency is Canadian dollars. We're really 2375 Canadian. Um, you know, that's far beyond uh, what we did in our feasibility. I remember a lot of people talk about our IRR and our NAV of our feasibility, but that was done at $1,150 an ounce. Um, certainly needs to be updated, um, but there's no use updating until we have the detailed engineering completed, and the uh, uh, the bulk of that uh, resource drilling uh, completed, because that's really the crux of of uh, the betterment of the project uh, over the last five years. Okay, I mean, timeline
0: on the engineering as well. You haven't mentioned that. Like drilling, of course, it's coming in as we speak, but uh, the engineering
1: part. Uh, we hope to have that done by uh, by first quarter of next year. You know, part of uh, you know our our you know as as many people who follow the company closely know, we're working towards an EPC, which is a a fixed price lump sum bid, um, and what happened is the global supply chain got turned on its head. So people it were, if they were going to give you a fixed price, um, they were putting far uh, more additional risk in because of supply line and supply chain uh, uh, difficulties. So the the only uh, sensible thing for us to do was wait until you know the world normalizes, and if this is the new normal, um, at some point we'll have to. Uh, Decide that is uh, the case and that's the basis to go forward. Now, you're
0: one of very few shovel ready developers in the space, and uh, you you guys have been bombarded with cash like Ascot raised 25 million, Bluestone 92, or Cisco 150 million flow through. Um, Where's the interest coming from?
1: You know, it's still not the generalist investor. Although we did have some generalist uh, uh, buyers, it's largely um, the the gold uh, funds. Um, what we are seeing is, is, uh, much more retail, uh, interest than we have, uh, over uh, the last several years. Um, but generalists for us, were probably less than 10% of, our uh, register in this last five
0: oh, I should be asking that question, to Nicole, but is, is your phone ringing off the hook these days with retail investors calling or what's the day-to-day Oh it, right there?
1: <laughs> oh, it's certainly, uh, more so is, uh, but you know, we're still not. Seeing uh, the the people who haven't historically uh, invested in the sector coming to it, which means we are in the early days of, of a cycle.
0: No, that, that's what it's looking like right now. Like just looking at my watch list today, finally, like it's broad, like it's green throughout throughout it. Um, a couple of things, like I, I hinted at it earlier, you're trading at a buck eighty, but you raised money at way higher levels, and the stock hasn't really recovered to post or pre COVID levels for some reason. And uh, part of it, as I mentioned, is probably the exploration delay but like what else do you see looming over the stock that has that it hasn't maybe moved that direction
1: well i think uh, people uh, recognize that uh, it's a seasonal operation and you know sometimes for us a two or three month delay uh, which is is what we're experiencing now about a four month delay in covid can actually mean a year delay in terms of our uh, overall construction schedule because you know we missed the opportunity for a sea lift um uh this fall um uh late summer fall so you know, it, it uh, delays really on a project like this with the logistical and infrastructure constraints coming in 12-month segments. So I think that's part of it. Um, uh, not being on the ground certainly has, uh, has been uh, a bigger challenge and certainly in uh, in Nunavut uh, and uh, and mobilizing through the Northwest Territories, um, you know, there's been uh, some challenges with that, but we've been working closely with the Nunavut government and, uh, and uh, the health officers in Nunavut um, and have developed uh, what we think is a is a very safe plan that's been approved um, for how we get our people back to site and uh, and get the drills turning and and uh, and getting going on, on some of that construction again. What would need to go on this sea lift in August
0: September or in, in the fall to to make to, to stay on schedule. Well, well, I think
1: if if uh, what we would have liked to see is uh, is a camp uh, the uh, uh, the structural steel for the uh, uh, truck shop and, and plant. Uh, and the uh, concrete uh, 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 products being the powder, rebar, forming materials. Um, the rest of it's on site. And of course, um, we we wouldn't be able to aggregate that and get that to, to site uh, at this stage, uh, uh, this late I in the game. No, that makes sense.
0: Um, maybe what, what we've seen lately is the Chinese company has been act, super active worldwide buying gold projects, and Shandong has been active, Sijin has been buying Guyana gold fields. Um, you got a Chinese investor in there as well. Is that maybe one of the reasons it's holding the stock back or like is it, I'm trying to get a grasp. Of, we had that conversation in your office like I think like ten times it feels like like what's the what's the feel on that? And the, are they creating tension among other shareholders like n- and not in a positive way? No, I don't I
1: don't think so. They own nine point nine percent, so they're in a more minority position. Um, they've been they've been very good shareholders in terms of uh, uh, participating in in all of our financings. Um, you know, remember they they uh, uh, invested sixty six million dollars uh, to at a at a significant premium um, uh, to earn that nine point nine percent. They are operators, but they do not have the expertise to operate in Canada's north. And uh, uh, so, what they are is is a nine point nine percent passive uh, uh, investor, and that's you know that certainly. We haven't had any uh, discussions with anybody who said that you know that's an impediment to investing today.
0: Now, as a German, I'm a I'm a natural pessimist, right? So I always look for the negatives first. And uh, one thing I tried to come up with or an idea, not an idea, but a solution, maybe, or it's like why the stock is being held back is also maybe the TMac debacle started looming over you guys head. Is that maybe one of the reasons?
1: Well, I look, I think that is uh, certainly uh, uh, been uh, s- something that we've answered a lot of questions about. And if you look at TMAC, it, it's got a lot of similarities. It, the uh, logistics infrastructure, it's a district-wide uh, uh, belt. Um, but, you know, where the end is, uh, How the, the, what their execution and development strategy was, is they uh, put a plant in that was a modular um, plant built in Australia. And remember, that was not even based on a feasibility. That was a pre-feasibility. Um, so, big warning flag to, to developers, particularly when you're when you're in uh, logistical uh, and infrastructure challenge projects, is 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 that should be an impediment. But the plant does not work. Not only are the recoveries uh, uh, horrible, but also the costs are significantly higher and uh and uh, the availability on the plant has been has been horrible so it, it, it's certainly something that uh, we're not contemplating a, a a modular plant this will be a a, a very conventional uh, uh coal or leach plant and uh we're so far uh, beyond feasibility in terms of metallurgy uh you know one thing that we've done is certainly because of the tmac issue um, is we've looked at our project on a risk basis uh, much deeper than we uh, would have otherwise. And what we've done is is we've come up with some guidance on some things where we think that we're gonna have to add some additional capital in order to mitigate um, uh, potential problems. And you, you only have one chance to do it right. And uh, look, I think TMAC has got a great trend. Uh, it's, a, it's a great series of deposits, um, but there's a plant that just frankly doesn't work. And uh, it's put them in a uh, in a difficult position uh, in terms of cash flow. And, uh, uh, you know, they've uh, hopefully got a way uh, uh, through that. Yeah,
0: they've been taken out for a fourth of your current market cap right now as well. So that's mind blowing. Yeah, but if you look at enterprise
1: value with debt and everything else, it's a lot bigger number. And yeah, uh, they've uh, rebuilt the
0: mine as well. Like if you add all if yes. that and that that's... Just doesn't make any sense um, let, let's switch over to Twitter for a second we've got a couple of questions in so um, I'll reach sure. you the questions you, you can't see them unfortunately on the screen but I see them they're here visible on Twitter and uh, we got a question in from Bernie Kraft and he's got a question is like are there any plans for inactive for the inactive Ontario project
1: look they're they're, they're not uh, uh, you know uh, core properties to us so we are looking at ways to um, maybe move them on to some others that, uh, uh, and we'll keep some upside on those. So, you know, we're working on, on uh, some potential uh, uh, opportunities for those uh, non-core assets in Ontario. Okay.
0: And uh, he's got a second part of the question as well, or a second question. Does the Back River project have any major deposit scale metallurgical variations?
1: No, no major, but there is some minor uh, differences uh, uh, between the uh, deposits and uh, at depth. Um, and again, we've looked at them uh, solely, we looked at them um, on composites in terms of blending. And the reason that we went uh, uh, whole or uh, leach with the uh, CIP is that was the process that was able to uh, deal with um, all of the, uh, the variations uh, uh, best, uh, more capital than a, uh, than a flotation uh, and uh, intensive cyanide plant, um, which would have worked on all but one of the deposits. Um, and that one it would have been three to four percent lower so what we try to do is build in that uh, that flexibility for the, uh, the the variations that we do see but again not major variations uh, along with the metallurgy. Okay,
0: fantastic we got one more question but i think we answered that one uh, at length it's you've invested such a huge amount of millions of dollars <coughs> excuse me and now work with old numbers in this bull market why do you do not update resource and mine plan but we talked about that at length i think we can Skip that one for now.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Again, just to reiterate is uh, we are uh, moving towards that, but it is going to take a significant amount of drilling and uh, look, expiration drilling uh, has been extremely successful. Um, and now is the, uh, the infill part to, to backfill that so we can actually use the numbers. So it's you can't do infill without doing expiration, and, uh, and you don't do infill unless you're successful in expiration. So certainly uh, uh, moving the project forward. And what we have done in terms of capital is, if you read our mDNA and in our financials, we've, uh, we've tried to guide as close as we can to, uh, to where we think uh, current numbers are in terms of capital.
0: Cool. Um, let, let's switch back. We're sort of hitting our time limit and uh, I want to give you an opportunity to sort of put a bow around Sabina for the next six to 12 months. What can we expect? Oh, no, wait. Uh-huh. I forgot one last question.
1: Okay. Have you been bought yet? Well, that's pretty simple is, uh, is, is we haven't had a for sale sign on. And Look, today, if, if we look at our feasibility, remember, which is only 2.3 million ounces out of our 7.2 million ounces in, in all categories, um, you know, we're trading it to less than 0.5 times net asset value. And we're in an m a market that people think a no premium uh, uh, merger is the way to go, or a knock it out of the park premium is 18%. Uh, you know, it, uh, look, it, if if you want to put the for sale sign on, um, I think you, you put the for sale sign on, when you've added all the value, you can. We can add uh, far more additional value with uh, increasing the size uh, uh, of uh, and the production profile of the deposit. Um, you know, we've got a northern team that uh, is, uh, is, is very good. Um, you know, we built our port facility, uh, winter ice roads for, for what we said we could in our feasibility. Uh, even those were then uh, uh, year, uh, years after that uh, technical report. Um, uh, continue to de-risk through construction. Um, and really that logistical supply chain with the port in the Winter Ice Road was so important because that is the question I get asked about more often than not for people that they understand uh, these big banded iron formation deposits. They understand the metallurgy, they're well understood. They understand the district scale of this, but really, if you can't get the equipment in and uh, and, uh, and if you can't mine it because you can't bring in your fuel and your explosive and your grinding, grinding media and those things, it really doesn't matter. You can't support a project like this by air. So, um, you know, the one thing that is different from any other deposit in the world is, is our logistics and infrastructure. And what we've successfully done is now tested our entire supply chain from our, our uh, southern consolidation point. Uh, by land and by sea, uh, overland to to uh, to our site. So, uh, look, it's something that uh, we needed to do, and takes a lot of risco. And frankly, if we didn't do, we would have uh, learned some harder lessons uh, in construction, which would have led to delays. So, I think you know, what we've done is 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 we better understand uh, that uh, that logistics of the supply chain and what we need to do to be successful.
0: And you've been really prudent and communicative about that as well. So that's, uh, I think the investors really know about the infrastructure issues, obviously up north and how you've been mitigating them. That's fantastic. Um, Let's put a bow around it though. Like catch us up or give us a quick rundown of expected news flow for the next three to six months before we wrap this
1: up. Well, uh, the first thing is going to be uh, 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 phase one of the drilling, which is going to be drilling of the Umwelt high-grade corridor. Um, And uh, what that is, is, is testing um, a, uh, a structural thesis that uh, um, we believe that we now understand where those better widths and higher grades come from, and it has identified a ten degree divergent structure that uh, although has been drilled has never been discreetly targeted, um, and wherever we have come close to that structure in drilling, um, we have far uh, uh, higher grades than uh, than our, our our already high grade uh, uh, back river grades. The second part will be starting on infill drilling and we'll probably start on LAMA. Uh, again, uh, that uh, starts uh, in July. Um, our, uh, our pre-construction civils, um, again, uh, better developing the infrastructure. And look, one of the other reasons we're doing the runway extension is the, is the new normal now is to be able to uh, fly our people in from a consolidation point with a, a larger charter aircraft rather than having them um, come through um, smaller communities on smaller aircraft. And again, trying to insulate uh, you know our people from 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 some of the risks, uh, particularly with travel, um, and uh, that should also lower our costs because you know, with uh, with uh, 737 and ATRs, larger aircraft, we can bring our fuel in uh, much cheaper than we have been able to uh, uh, with the uh, Dash sevens and some of the are, are aircraft that we're up uh, we will be. Is uh, uh, they, they operate everything there, from uh, for the most part, for 737s uh, based out of Mirabelle. And uh, uh, we'll now be able to, uh, uh, by this fall, we'll be able to operate the same aircraft. Fantastic.
0: Bruce, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for giving us an update. And uh, good luck up north, right. and uh, we'll talk very soon. Everybody else, thanks for your questions. Really appreciate the interactive uh, interactivity here. Thanks for sending them in. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, and Instagram. Make sure you hit the alert and subscription buttons. That way you get notified when we go live. And always leave your feedback, leave your comments below our videos. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Bruce. We'll talk very soon and uh, see you soon. Take care.